together for her as she comes to preach the word of God. Fabulous. Thank you. Morning. Thank you. May be seated. Thank you for your kind words. Yeah, I live life stretched. Seriously, could talk about that the whole time, but we're talking about keys today. Thank you to our amazing worship team. Can you give it up for them this morning? Help bring us into the presence of God. And um, if you were feeling stretched yesterday, like chances are like right now in this moment, you're not feeling as stretched because just being in the house of God, being in the presence of God, like I walk away from here happy, just walk away from here being alive, just walk away from here feeling the peace, the love. It's just great to come to church on a Sunday. I'm glad that you're here this morning. This is a good place to be and uh, we will give you some practical keys as well, but just being here is good. Excuse me. I saw... I just have to get this frog out of my throat. It's pretty much gone. Um, Pam, she must have gone to the parents' room. But I wanted to tell you about Pam that just had the little baby. And uh, that's her second little baby. She started coming to this church just over a year ago. She's probably in the parents' room. Give you a little um, shout out. Um, But God met her in this place. She came and we were in the month of miracles and she was doing a course um, that led her to grow in faith and believe for something that's impossible. That's what faith is. And uh, to believe that God was going to do something in her life. And she... um, had a sick body. She had rheumatoid arthritis. Anyone that's familiar with that will know that's not nice. There's a lot of pain all the time. You have to be on a lot of medication just to sort of contain it to a point that you can live, but still uncomfortable. And throughout the month of miracles in um, this time last year, in October, God completely healed her, took all the pain away. So much so that she was able to go off her medication and conceive the baby. She wouldn't have been able to do that had, or she would have been in pain to go off the medication. So really it's a miracle baby. And I just um, give God all the glory for that because he's done a miracle in her life. It's transformed her world and it's um, brought into this world a new life. So um, that's what we're all about, right? Um, just seeing people live their best life and miracles happening. And even if it's not the month of miracles, we're still believing in miracles for miracles miracles. I uh, would believe in the miracle worker, God, um, who he, he wants you to live your best life. You know, we do live stretching lives. That's okay. It's good for our growth. Um, but last week, John did a great message in the morning, um, talked about your gauges. So um, your physical, your emotional, your spiritual gauges and how to sort of, um, you know, determine where you are at in each of those gauges. He talked about how to switch off, um, which is really important in this day and age because we're just like living on the go all the time and on devices and every how to actually switch off. So if you haven't heard that from last week, make sure you listen to it or listen to it again if you're still learning how to do that. It was a brilliant message. Um, Me, no stranger to um, stretching. No stranger. It's like uh, a lot of my life stretching. I mean, I've got a husband. Um, I've got three kids. I've got a church. I've got overseeing um, all of C3 Australia churches. Um, I'm being stretched all the time out of my comfort zone into, I've had multiple jobs. You know, there's just lots in life, curveballs that come, illnesses, death of um, family members, whatever it is. There's so many things that can stretch you. Um, So many stories. 
So many stories I could tell you. Just just one to start with, okay. This will um, help you realise I'm so normal. And, um, well, I, I, I'll just set the scene. I was um, married with two kids, um, a two-and-a-half-year-old and, a, half year old and a, a new baby. And we'd just taken on the church. And back in the early 2000s, we used to print out newsletters, right, for the church. Every Sunday, you'd come and you'd get handed out a newsletter. It would tell you what's going on in the church that week, some announcements, you know, a bit of a calendar, everything. And so I was in charge of the newsletter. Um, and we were in charge of the day-to-day running of the church. And so um, we had we didn't have a church office. We had... Uh, a home office, a garage office, a photocopier, um, you know, those really ancient ones that just didn't like you very much, those really old-style computers, um, no internet, okay, no internet, like can't just Google an image and download it, whatever. No, you have to like do the special, um, you know, copy and paste the clip art and oh my gosh, I'm not a graphic designer by any means and I was like trying to design this ridiculous newsletter. But anyway, um, then to come out to the printout and then to actually photocopy with the photocopy that didn't like me very much. So here I am on a Saturday before church on a Sunday and my um, John was at work because he had a business that he worked Saturdays as well. I've got two little kids and I've got this need to produce the newsletter and one of the ba- babies is sleeping and my toddler's running around and I'm, you know, oh, I'm starting to get stressed, right? You can just feel the stress and it's not happening and I'm trying to move things around and even the design of it is ridiculous. And then the photocopy, it just like jams all the time and I'm trying to get this done before the baby wakes up and the toddler, you know, what two and a half year olds are like, ask every question under the sun. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? What about this? Can I do that, mum? And I'm just like starting to really peak, you know. And so um, in the garage, the cars are in there and my little boy hops into the car and starts playing. I'm thinking, you know, that's pretty harmless, generally speaking, just hop in the car. And um, what I've had forgotten was that I'd left a bottle of red wine in the car because we'd bought it to give to a friend the next day for a present. And, you know, I'm sort of like trying to juggle all this stuff and he gets a bottle of wine, I'm not even looking, and he drops it onto the concrete garage floor and it shatters. So there's glass and red looks like a crime scene. And so I just like grab my little boy before, you know, the glass, you know, hits his feet, whatever. And I do what every good Christian does. I run out onto the driveway and I scream an expletive at the top of my voice right as my husband drives into the driveway. And I'm just like screaming and swearing and just like oblivious to the world. I'm just like lost the plot. He's like, I don't know what I've come home to. Looks like a crime scene. Wife's like screaming and swearing, which was not familiar to me. <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and that was like um, mum winning right there, just like winning at life, winning at parenting uh, <laughs> or fail. I'm not sure. But look, um, the good news is I ended up all right. My kids ended up all right. And, um, you know, you get through the stress, you get through the struggle. There's hope for you if you're a young mum here and you have your little meltdown and you, you know, you just oh, get overwhelmed. That's okay. That's okay. Cause like there's another day. There's another <laughs> newsletter to produce. It got done. That's okay. There's so many different things that stretch us. It could be little kids and time management pressures. It can be your work. It can be that you don't have a job. It can be that uh, you, it, can, it can be your kids. It can be that you don't have kids. 
It can be that you're married. <laughs> it can be that you're not married. <laughs> it can be your uh, friends. It can be that you have no friends. It can be your extended family. It can be um, that you've got a mortgage, you've got debts, you've got work responsibilities, leadership responsibilities, management responsibilities, sickness is a stretch. Relationship breakdown, so many things can stretch us, right? Can stress us out. We're in good company because the Bible is full of stressed out people encountering stressed out situations. What about Abraham? He had no kids, but he was told he's going to be the father of many nations. The pressure on him to produce a child, right? It was huge. The widow of Zarephath, she had no food. She was living in a famine. She was going to make her last meal and then her and her son were going to die. Like that's stressful. Like it's not nice knowing that you're starving, you can't even feed your child. That's stretching. Joseph, he was thrown into a pit. He was sold as a slave. He was put in prison. There's some stressed out people in the Bible, let me tell you. Daniel, there's a book in the Bible of Daniel. You might know him from the den of lions, Um, but he had lots of kings as his bosses. They weren't all sane kings either. Some of them were quite messed up. He was captured and taken to this land of Babylon. He didn't speak their language. He didn't know their culture. That in itself is stressful. He was ordered to tell the king what was the dream that the king had and then interpret it. He wasn't even told what the dream was. He had to find out himself what was the dream. That, that, that is pressure. That is stretching. That is stress right there. He was living in conflict over his religion, who he was allowed to pray to. He was ordered to bow down and worship a statue or he would die. That stress. That stress. Stre- stretching right there. The threat of death. More dream interpretation requests. Um, he had to tell the king that the king was going to be dethroned. That was what a dream meant. And that it was going to live in a field. That's not nice. That's stretching. Not to mention the lion's den. Oh, yeah. Daniel was living a stretching life. So the question must be asked, is stretching or stress bad for us? Is it bad for us? Is all stress bad for us? Let us talk about it. Or is, it, is some stress okay? Is some stress good for us? Or there's a little bit of unsureness here. Some say yes, some say no. Okay, so a lot of the things that we actually want in life, we want a job, we want a career, we want a partner, we want kids, like they're the stuff that stresses us out, right? But they're the things that we want. So having stress along the way to getting what we want is part of a life. There is such a thing as positive stress. Let me tell you today, not extreme stress, that's not good. Not the staff that keeps you awake that um, the doctors tell you, you know, you need to like sort out this stress in your life. There's too much. What do you do? Give up the job? Give up the kids? Give up the partner? Like, no, no. Okay, just like rhetorical question. I'll tell you the answer. Or can we work on our stress management? For optimal health, we must effectively manage our stress. So we're going to talk today about things that help us with our stress management. Are we ready for this today? Number one, perspective. Perspective. So looking at stress, whether you look at it as a negative thing or whether you look at it as a positive thing, is going to affect how you live your life. We often think of it as negative, but stress helps us grow stronger, healthier. It increases our capacity. I know the times that I've been stretched... I can look back now and go, I've grown so much through that stretching. More flexibility. 
Your attitude towards stress is a central part of your mindset which shapes choices you make. If you view stress as harmful, you try and avoid it, right? I don't want to be stressed out. But if you view it as helpful, you're more likely to come up with solutions, strategies to cope. You make the best of the situation. Being positive about stress increases your lifespan more than exercise. I know. More than exercise is good for you. It's exercise is good for you. But having a positive attitude towards stress. So if you think this is okay, we can handle it, we'll get through it. You'll actually live seven and a half years longer than if you going, no, stress is bad. I don't want stress in my life. It's so negative. It, that mindset about it. So it's all about perspective. Our perspective. Some stress is good. There was a study in the US in uh, 2013. People who recorded the greatest number of stressful events in the past were most likely consider their lives as meaningful. So if you've gone through different things, you've been stretched, you're stressed, you've had stressful times, you're more likely to think that your life is meaningful than if you haven't had loads of stress in your life. A stressful life is often a meaningful one. Ooh, different perspective. So Daniel was stressed. In Daniel, it talks about, in chapter 7, I was troubled and my visions terrified me. Another verse, I was overcome and lay sick for several days. Another one, through prayer, an angel visited. I have come to give you insight and understanding. Through prayer, he got perspective. God spoke to him in that. You know, it's all about stepping back out of your day-to-days and looking at the perspective. Is this overall the life that I want? Where I'm headed, what I'm going through right now, is it going to actually stretch me to live in a bigger place, in a broader place, in a better place? Then that stress is okay. I know. We think it's, we think it's negative. People say, I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. It's like, oh, you poor thing. Well, that actually helps you. It motivates you to find solutions to what's going on in your life, to, to just get a, to get a different perspective, to step back and look at life and go, okay, what's going on here? Is this the end of the world? No, generally not. Is there, is there something I can do about it? Maybe there is. If there's not, I'm not going to stress about it. It's just a perspective that you can get. You know, we often have um, a reflection conversation where we, we do, we step back and look at our life and we have a conversation, go, how are we going right now? Okay, it's November. Let's look at the last few months or this year even. Was it a good year? Are we, you know, are we living in a place that's sustainable? Is, is, are there things that we need to do different in our life? We just get perspective on it. It's really good to talk about your stresses. Daniel, he took the problem to his friends, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They shared the burden with him. It's not a sign of weakness to acknowledge your weakness. It's a good thing to talk, to share, to um, not internalise your stress because there's internalising and externalising. Stress that goes on, internalising, can bottle it up, can hold it all in, not talk about it. Externalising can be in an angry sort of a way or getting it out or taking it out on others or it can be um, adopting methods of release and externalising it, like exercise. That's a good way to get rid of that. So we talk, every week we talk about what are our stressors? 
It's like, what, what's, what are your stressors? We've adapted this as part of our life, John and I now. There's stuff going on in our world all the time. Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. Let's get together and be open about it. I'm often surprised and go, oh, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, what's your number one stress for this week? And in talking about it, it's like, oh, I didn't realise you are carrying that as much as you are. Oh, and just getting understanding about that. If it's not talking about it with your partner, talking about it with a friend, talking about it with God, he doesn't mind if we come telling us all the stuff that's stressing us out this week and then praying about it. As John listens, he says, do you want me to just listen? Do you want me to fix it? Okay, because there's that stress. I can tell you what you can do to solve that problem, right? You know, couples, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, I don't want you to fix this one. I just want you to listen. Just want you to hear. Just pray with me. Or can you, what do you think I should do? Oh, now you want me to fix it. Okay, I can give you a solution. That's good. That's good. Spell it out. Spell it out. (laughs) Uh, Get perspective by being thankful. You know, there's a scripture that the fig tree does not blossom. There be no fruit on the vine. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. There's, there's no fruit, there's poverty, there's lack, there's just not stuff coming in. Yet, will I rejoice in the Lord. God is a good God. I'm thankful. There's so many things coming. You know, there's scriptures, the Bible full of scriptures. This too will pass. All things work together for good, for those who love God, accord according to his purposes. Get perspective. Understand stress is good for us. Do you believe that? Not too sure. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So first of all, we get perspective. Second of all, permission. Permission to be kind to yourself. You know, we live a full on life. God wants us to live a full life. He wants us to live an abundant life. He wants us to um, lay down in green pastures. And, and, And lead me beside quiet waters, Psalm 23 says. He restores my soul. Be have permission today to be kind to yourself. You know, so we're so often just giving out, giving out, giving out. I often tell um, my women pastors when I meet with them, be kind to yourself. Ah, oh, really? Is that okay? Am I allowed to do that? You know, we have this, um, we heard this expression of burning a day. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of burning a day. Burning a day is where you like, you don't have to be productive. If you have some time off, a day off, you don't have to be productive every single minute of every single day. Just to sit, just to be, just to hang out with your kids. Maybe they're full on, but just to have that uh, perspective of just burning a day. We're not trying to produce anything today. We're just enjoying it. If you can't have a day, have half a day. If you can't have half a day, have a night or an hour. Just burn a day, burn an hour. Just like, I don't have to be productive. You sort of have this thing like, there's so much to do. I need to keep outputting, outputting, putting out. But sometimes you just need to burn a day. Have some time out. Laugh. Do the things that you enjoy. Think about what are you looking forward to. Have permission to enjoy life. There's some great switching off, just having media-free time, listening to music, reading a book, going for a walk. One of my, and uh, you know, whether we call it a guilty pleasure, it's just like going and sitting on the beach and reading a book or journaling. It's just like, oh, this is the best thing ever, just to sit there with the ocean. And it's like right there, but how often do we actually do it? Having permission to do that. So you have your spiritual places of refreshing in your time with God and you have your natural places of rest where you're lying down, you're recharging. 
Our souls are like a reservoir. When giving out, we need incoming, incoming. God says, beloved, that you would prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. If you don't do it, he'll make you. Psalm 23 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Um, Initiate that yourself (laughs) before he makes you do it. It's a good thing to recognize when you're overstretched. We call this red flagging. It's like, okay, I'm actually not coping anymore. Uh, Like when I run out onto the driveway and screaming, that's probably red flagging that, you know, it's sort of like reached a bit of a limit and we've sort of crossed the line here. Um, It's really good to understand what are your red flags where you're actually getting out of good positive stress into negative stress, negative stretching where you're just, for me, I get emotional. I start crying, not generally a crying sort of person, but I'll just get just emotional. I'll go, oh my gosh, I'm living on the edge emotionally. (laughs) Is Kathy agreeing? She's like, "Uh uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. No, that's just part of you. That's not when you're red flagging. You're always crying. (laughs) You might be super tired, just like can't wake up in the morning, just turn that alarm off, get frustrated at everything. You get annoyed at everybody. It's like, this is a red flag. You need to do something about it. It doesn't mean that oh my gosh, you have to change your whole entire life to get back on track. Maybe one little adjustment that you need to make, one little tweak, and that's where talking about it, getting perspective, getting some understanding in that. Yes, there are periods of insane juggling where you've just got loads on the go, but permission to just have little time out. Hey, we all, we all live this idealistic life that we're going to achieve so much and that we're going to have, you know, this great um, family and time of craft and, you know, gourmet meals and, and, uh, and you know, um, date romantic things going away and, you know, everything all at the same time. Well, maybe you can have different things at different parts of your life, but ne- not necessarily all at the same time. We need to let go of some of those ideals and go, okay, well, if I've got a super intense period of time where I'm studying coming up, well, then I need to be careful how much social stuff I have or how much other demands that I have on my life so that you're not like flooding your life with so many things that you're just like, I cannot physically or emotionally handle this. Yeah, there are some good stretches, but then there's too much that's actually going to tip you over the edge and that's not good. No, no, that's not where we want to be. (laughs) So permission to let go of some of the ideals, that tidy, pristine house. Don't try and do it all. Work out what refuels you. Permission to refuel yourself, to do things that are refreshing, whether it be time alone, whether it be time with people, fun people, that re-energizes you. Whether it is exercise, whether it's hobbies that you have for me, baking in the kitchen, that's energizing for me. Working out in the garden, even just pulling weeds, like it's just like, ah, this is refueling for me. Horse riding. Yeah, I've started horse riding this year. It's like a refueling time. It's like I get on that horse, I think of nothing else but staying on the horse (laughs) because I don't want to fall off, but I want to learn and it takes me to a whole nother place. It's like permission to have a hobby and enjoy it and do things that refuel you. Permission. That's number two. First one is perspective. Second one is permission. Third one is peace. 
Ah, you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> peace, finding peace. Oh, my gosh, we need peace in this life. Even at this time of year, it's like, oh, you thought your life was busy enough, and then Christmas comes, and, like, the crowds increase, and you need to do more shopping. You've got family coming. You need to put your tree up, and, oh, so many things. School finishing, do you feel it? <laughs> okay, let me give you the key. Psalm 34, verse 14. It says, search for peace and work to maintain it. Search for peace. You have to look for it. Then when you find it, you have to work to maintain it because peace is available for each and every one of us. But we have to look for it, find it, and then keep it. It's so good when you found peace. Daniel, how did he find peace? Daniel chapter 6, it says he prayed three times a day asking for God's help. Being stretched pushes us into God. Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says, God will keep you in perfect and constant peace if your mind is fixed on him. Staying close to God. I don't know how people do it without God. How people survive through the crises that uh, that they are faced with, the challenges, the stretching, the stress. Without God, without that peace. Psalm 119, verse 116, it says, Lord, sustain me as you promised that I may live. Do not let my hope be crushed. Sustain me and I will be rescued. Then I will meditate continually on your decrees. There is so many scriptures in the Bible just like that, that just talk about sustaining us, that talk about God strengthening us, that talk about God giving us peace. Matthew 11 verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who are struggling and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Can I ask our band to come up this morning as we come to a close? Lamentations 3 verse 28. It says, When life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself, enter the silence, bow in prayer. Don't ask questions, wait for hope to appear. Don't run from trouble, take it full-faced. The worst is never the worst. There's a key right there. That's how you search for peace. That's how you find it. You go off by yourself, enter that silence, that peaceful place of prayer that's only between you and God. You find this, this space where God wants to meet you and he wants to take all your burdens, casting off all your burdens, placing them at the feet of God, just entering into that place of peace. There's so much that God wants to take off us. We carry so much. We think about stuff. We have worries. We have doubts, discouraging thoughts. God wants to take that off us and he wants to fill us with peace. In a moment, I want to pray for us because I know there's a lot going on in people's lives right now at this time of the year, but really, every time of year. For people living on podcasts, as you're hearing this, you're feeling the stress, the pressure, know that God can come and bring peace into your heart and into your life. Psalm 55 verse 22, it says, cast your burdens on the Lord and he shall sustain you. How do you do that? You just imagine God, I imagine his feet, that I'm going to come and cast all my burdens and place them at his feet all the worries, the stressful thoughts, all the discouragement, the disappointments. And even as you start doing that, even as you start praying, you, you 
start to be conscious of them. You're thinking, yeah, that situation, yeah, that one, that's the one that you need to place at the feet of Jesus. Can we close our eyes as we come to a close this morning? I want you to do that right now. Imagine the feet of Jesus. He says, cast your burdens on him and he shall sustain you. Right now, whatever is burdening you, I want you to imagine placing that at the feet of Jesus. He can handle it. He can take it. It's not yours to carry. He wants to take your burdens, all your heavy loads, the stuff that you're struggling with, the doubts and the fears. Place them at the feet of Jesus. All the stress, the worry, the stretching, this season, the heaviness. Place it at the feet of Jesus and then walk away from it. Leave it there. Even throughout the days, you're conscious of it again. Go, no, I've given that to Jesus. I've given it to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you are big, that you're available to us, that you're accessible to us. Jesus, that you take all of our burdens. Lord, and you give us peace. You help sustain us. You strengthen us. And right now, Lord, I pray for every person in this place. Lord, I pray the peace of God, Lord, will be poured out into their hearts. Lord, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, release that today by your Holy Spirit into every person, into every heart. Lord, bring courage, bring strength. Your love poured out. Oh, Jesus, you speak life. You speak truth. Lord, you bring hope. Lord, as we get perspective, we lift up our eyes to see, Lord Jesus, that you've got this. You've got our back. All things will work together for those who love God and accord according to his purpose. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, that we can see that you're in charge, you're in control. We surrender to you today. Lord Jesus, release your spirit, release your strength, release your peace on every person today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Awesome, awesome. Did you feel that? Oh, I love being in that place. I love being in that place where you're like, oh my gosh, Lord, I just want to stay here. You know you have to go out into reality, real world, but you can take God with you. You can access him anytime, anywhere. You can pray that prayer yourself and just feel alive and just feel like it's going to be okay. I can handle this stretching. I can handle this stress because I've got Jesus by my side. Amen. I'm going to invite John back up.